Welcome to I Bet So Hard, technology and workflows that really work. The not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams brought to you by vet to pet Listen for quick, fun interviews with veterinary professionals who've retrieved and actually held on to their sanity, happiness, and success by learning a few new tricks and embracing efficient processes that actually work. I'm Dr. Stacey Santi. And I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. And this is I Vet So Hard. Today's episode of I Vet So Hard is going to be amazing, Caitlin. Uh, Amazing? How? Please tell me. We are interviewing Chelsea Roberge. She's a, a manager at a practice. And you know what she loves to do? Tell me. Tell me more. Implement change. What? Change maker. She loves to get ideas and roll them out to her team. So is she glutton for punishment then? Because she is in the veterinary industry. She must like a challenge. Well, she's got a recipe. Okay. I want to hear it. Yeah, we're going to share it. So here we go. Let's meet Chelsea. All right. So my name is Chelsea Roberge. I work for Prairie Animal Hospital up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I currently manage it. I started off as a technician here, went off for dreams of vet school, and uh, God's like, yeah, no, not so much. Uh, how about you manage people and grow little veterinarians to be their fullest potential? And I was like, what? I can't do that. But here I am. Um, and so we have a practice with currently nine doctors, a bunch of really awesome support staff. And uh, most of my days are spent here playing with the team. Then on the weekends, I have a little hobby farm and my daughter, she is 10 now and in 4-H. So we are doing that full uh, livestock mom on the weekends type stuff. And uh, yeah, we adapted to um, that to pet app almost a year and a half ago and have just loved watching how much it's grown and listened to our ideas. So super excited to be here today. It sounds like you shared a really great idea. Uh, You love adding new things, introducing innovation to your practice. I do. I like to surprise them and excite them a lot. Um, It is our industry is kind of known for being stagnant. And I like to push that mold out as well as I'm super passionate about what we do and all the different things that we have available. And I think when you come at your team with that approach, they get excited and then you feed off that excitement and then everybody's excited and we're always trying to do something better and we should always be trying to do something better. Right. Um, So I have a big team. I like to, again, try things and they are now to the point where they're kind of used to that and they kind of know like, Oh, Oh, here she goes. She had a good night's sleep. She's going to have an idea. What are we going to do? And then let's talk about some of the reality, Chelsea, hold back a little bit. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't think about that. But then we kind of work through it together and we just keep innovating. I don't know, setting that bar pretty high. So that way I get to go to my little meetings and be like, look what my team did, you know, and show (laughs) off how cool they are. That's awesome. So what is your secret recipe? I talk a lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, A couple of years ago, we started having more meetings and like daily touch points. And I thought, oh my God, they are only paying me to just talk 
That's all I'm doing is organizing meetings all the times, agendas, 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 outlines, notes, thoughts, processes. I have like seven different notebooks that float between work and my truck and home and work and truck. Um, And at first I didn't see the value in it till now. So with having a large team or even a small team, communication is key to success at any kind of business. And figuring out a routine and what works best for your staff is the hardest part. After that, being open and honest and vulnerable with them is going to just drive your business wherever it needs to go. It's going to weather any kind of storm that comes, but it does talk on, it does cause you to have to be repetitive because we think something's a great idea. How many times do we Pinterest something? And then a year later, you're like, oh yeah, I thought I was going to make that for everybody for Christmas. Totally forgot that looks like a cool, or it tells you, you've already pinned this five times and you haven't ever completed it. But that's because of our human nature, right? So um, we have daily rounds in the mornings, 15 minutes, just a quick recap or touch point. Uh, Somebody called out, somebody's sick. We have that really annoying client coming in today. What can we do to survive it? And then every Friday, we send out an email like, hey, touch point again. Guess what, guys? I still think that crazy idea is something that we should think about doing. If you have any further naysays, let me know. Otherwise, we're going to try it next week or we're going to try it next month or stay tuned. And then um, we have every other week management meetings. And that's where our leads are coming up being like, you know, they really think this idea is crazy. And they're really nervous about this, Chelsea. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk about this. Is this something that's going to work? Why do we want to do it? And then from there, it it comes official. We're going to it at the all staff meeting. Like, all right, guys, we've been talking about it. We've kind of thought about these different hiccups. We still think it would provide you the value in X, Y, and Z ways. And so we're going to, we think we should try it and everybody gets to vote. There we go. We're moving forward and we're just going to try it. Doesn't mean it's a permanent thing. We're going to work out some of the kinks, but how cool are we for trying it? We celebrate our wins. We all cry over our falls. If we need to extend our trial period a little bit or adapt it, we kind of decide after based on whatever timeline that we've set for that trial period. Sometimes simple little things, we'll say, okay, let's try it for a week. Bigger things, let's try it for a good six weeks, like a food trial, right? We got to make sure that it's truly going to have an effect there. And then let's reevaluate. And all of our other little touch points, we're saying, hey, how's it going? Is there something else we need to do? Or they're like, you made this big change. And we forgot to update our reminders going out. And it's like, oh, crap. And they're like, I'm on it. I got it. And so they're all working together because they know that we have an insight why we're trying it. And that ultimately all these changes that we try to do are trying to solve some issue that they've expressed that they want to see a change in. Wow. This is fantastic. (laughs) How you build a company for sure. Hashtag I Vet So Hard is brought to you by vet to pet Hey guys, this is Stephanie Goss from the Uncharted Podcast, and I wanted to take a quick second to share with you three of my top reasons for using vet to pet in my clinic. We've used them for years, and I love the fact that it brought a lot of the client communication platforms that we had previously been using 
in separate individual services into one easy to use dashboard. My team goes one place and they manage so many different client communications and I absolutely love making their jobs easier. And the clients absolutely love using vet to pet because they love being able to schedule appointments. They love being able to send us a picture when they're out of their pet's medication and know that we'll send them a push notification back as soon as their med's ready for pickup. So if you've not checked out vet to pet you should visit vettopet.com forward slash IVETSOHARD and you'll get a free gift from the team at vet to pet when you demo the platform. Have you an example where what's the latest, can you share the latest thing you've rolled out through your step-by-step process of introducing a new idea to the team and deploying it and doing your trial and then voting on it and then making a new iteration? What's the last thing you did? Um, Well, last year we did the app and telemedicine. So telemedicine, telemedicine, that one was harder because my doctors were scared. And so they don't come to the lead meetings. They have their medical director that comes on their behalf, but um, doctors are a little bit more tricky to kind of more evidence-based. So I had to really provide a lot of evidence on why it was beneficial, not only for the patients, but for the doctors. And then I had to prove, come up with a little bit of data to say, okay, our team is behind this and they see the value in doing it and they'll support you in this way if you're willing to then do this tiny little piece to make this whole process work out together. And the edge comes off of finding, all right, does anybody want to volunteer to try for two weeks? And then we'll do some feedback. We'll touch base at our next doctor's meeting and see what went well and what didn't. And then kind of go from there. So it started with just getting them to put their feet in the water. And we set that timeline and we covered our basis of why it was important and that we did have them set up. We had floaties, so they weren't going to drown. And we've been looking into it for a long time. So here was the patient chart. Here's everything you need to be successful. And you're going to be the first one here at the clinic to do it. Go you. And it went off. It worked wonderfully. There were a few others lingering in the back background that was like, is she drowning over there? How'd that work out? Did you like doing that? What, what if this happens? And we got to no, no, what ifs we'll deal with the, what ifs let's deal with the potholes we see right in front of us. Right. Like, whoops, I guess we need to give ourselves a little bit more time frame there. So that comfort of the emergencies walking in and those things we worked out. And then we had some doctors by the second uh, month of trying it out, we had another doctor that was like, she became the champion of it. Who And she wasn't even in the original trial. She was like, man, I busted out three appointments while doing four dentals. And I had an emergency C-section. It was awesome. So then I didn't have to do anything from there on. They had their proof, their feedback from each other, their support. So it was a big one because the doctors were <laughs> involved, not just the whole team. That's Doctors will go with the flow wherever we take them, but that one they had to kind of be a big part of. I think uh, to our listeners are really going to love this story because I think anyone that's managed a hospital knows that the doctor's usually the rate limiting step in almost (laughs) every idea you might have. So uh, tell me this, what advice would you give a manager that says something like, I have a really great idea but I'm really nervous that my team isn't going to like it or they're not going to want to change or they're going to, they just, 
I can't get him to do it. Like, what advice would you give that manager? Don't be selfish. Share that excitement with them and see if all those things you're worried about come true. Because most of the time, if you're telling them that it's, if you have an exciting idea, it's not an idea that you're doing just to make your life better. It's to make your team's lives better. And to hold that back thinking, well, they might not like it. They might be worried. They might be, your job is to coach them into the uncomfortable. So you guys are all better together. You don't get to sit back and worry about what they might think or what they might not think. Make them a better individual, make their jobs better. And the best way to do that is if you're excited about it, show them because they want to be excited about what they're doing and things to look forward to just as much as we do. And so if you hold that all in, you're being kind of selfish, not sharing it with them. Oh, you're so inspiring, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us, Chelsea. Your ideas are amazing. And I think if people need help, would you be willing to talk to other managers? Oh yeah. I love it. I think that's what keeps my excitement, right? Uh, So it's that part is selfish because the more I get to tell you about all these cool things and how exciting it is to be in the roles that we do and to motivate other people, the more I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do believe that it, you know, it counteracts those grumpy client calls you got to take or the things you have to work through, but all of it's worth it in the end and helping other people appreciate what we do more and make it better. Like you can't just be stagnant. So many places are stagnant. And then we wonder why our team members are seeking cravement from other places. Like we can provide all of that from all those little things we hold back from the what ifs and whatnot. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Caitlin, how jazzed are you? Uh, I'm super jazzed. That was a great interview. I really liked talking to her. She had like so many great things to say and she had a lot of energy and excitement about what we were talking about and she had a buffalo on the wall or a bison I'm not sure I missed yeah. that day of school but we haven't had an interview with a bison or a buffalo on the wall so I'm just no. saying that added that it was like the icing on the cake and its name was Bill obviously so it must be a buffalo must be a buffalo I really should have clarified I feel like I might call it later Get some more info. I don't know. I'll report back and we will have to include the photo in our show notes because our listeners are like, what the hell are you talking about right now? But I brought it up. So here we are. You guys got to see this Buffalo. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to bottle Chelsea up and like have her with me all the time. She's so inspiring. I felt like I could go conquer the world now. I mean, she really has, she has it together. She's got her shit going on. And I feel like, you know, for somebody that's managing a practice that has nine doctors and just came out of a pandemic and just implemented an app in telemedicine within the last year and is doing like stuff in her real life and is still excited to talk about it. Like, hello, like that's, that's a level of energy that I don't think many of us have, (laughs) but her energy was also like super productive, right? It wasn't just like being excited about potentials and things and whatever doodads and gizmos, whatnots, but she was really excited about what she could do for her practice and for her team. So that kind of energy is really exciting to see. Let's dig down into our top five takeaways from Chelsea. So number one for me, 
I love the fact that when she rolls out an idea, she's not asking anyone to get married to it. She's just asking them to try it. And she gives them a trial period, depending on what the idea might be, two weeks, a month. Uh, And she's really clear about that. Like, we're going to have a trial period, and then you're going to get to vote. You're going to get to say your piece. And I think that's key to a successful kickoff of a new idea because people want to know, like, uh, how is this going to affect me? And what if I hate it? And how can I get out of this deal if it doesn't work out? And I think that really helps them adopt at least the mindset to try it. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, we've talked about the having the trial period part of that that concept wasn't new. We, we've, I think we've talked about that on at least one other podcast, but specifically having the voting at the end and maybe if it's not even a true like vote, like yes or no, we move forward, but like just allowing them to share their feedback. Cause I think that's one thing that's been missing even in my own practice when we've tried, tried things. Well, how do, how do we then decide, right? Okay. Like we're going to do this through October, you know, 31st, but then what, right? Like what happens with that data and that information and do we formally collect it or whatever, but with the voting, or I would like to call it an airing of grievances, I feel like that kind of wrap up at the end could really make the trial period more substantial and and give you some concrete evidence and decision-making, you know, fodder there. So I like that idea a lot. You really want want to make sure that those negative Nancy's on your team, that they're talking to you and they're not talking about your idea behind your back or, you know, with other employees. And so as the leader, you're always in the dark if that happens and you don't have an open level of communication. So this will really help mitigate that. I agree. All right. Drum roll, please. For number two, my my number two is asking for volunteers. That takeaway I thought was kind of genius because, again, it's not a new concept to, like, you know, try to involve your team. And uh, there's there's certainly evidence that there's going to be negative Nancys that don't ever want to do anything different or new um, on every veterinary team, it seems like. But there are going to be some people that are like, yeah, like, I'd totally try that. Like, yeah, all right. Or just the go-getters that are like, I want to do something new or they're looking to step up or they're looking to demonstrate you know, um, a good attitude, those kinds of things. So there's a lot of people out there that might be willing to volunteer and then like our job would be easier anyway. So it's like really a win-win. So I love that takeaway. And she supports our volunteers with floaties for the deep end. Wasn't that so cute how she thought about that? And she's like, we're not just sending you out there on your own. We're here with you to support you. It felt really, it felt really, um, I don't know, really, nice that she is talking that way and her mind works that way to help the people that are going to now go try this, that they feel super supported. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Another great idea. All right. What's your number three? Number three is that she made a point to say you need to be vulnerable when you're getting that feedback and you need to basically not fall in love with your own idea to the point where you will make it stick no matter what. Because I've never what? done something like this, Stacy. <laughs> and never. neither have you. Never. I'm, never. 
just forced it down. We have never had a bad idea. They're all great and everyone will adopt everything about them. And I think the little telltale sign that this could be happening in your practice is if you've ever said, I just want you to do it this way. Yeah, that that could could definitely happen. <laughs> But yeah, this was, this was a good, you know, she had a great idea about at least not completely ruling out getting negative feedback. Let it flow. Just accept it. it. And then you just, after you get negative feedback, you know what you say? What? Thanks. May I have some more feedback? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen uh, the Netflix movie Wine Country? No. Okay, this is a tangent, but we're gonna we're gonna go here. So uh, it's obviously amazing because it has Amy Poehler and Tina Fey in oh. it, and a bunch of other badass bitches. So I like them. But anyway, um, so it's I think it's based on a true story of their they're like actually friends, right? And they like go to wine country for one of their fortieth or fiftieth birthdays. Can't remember. Anyway, but one of them is a therapist, and she the entire time said, you know, when people are sharing feedback and asking for feedback, a lot of times like people shut it down immediately if they didn't ask for it. Right. So if you want to be like, Hey, I'd love to tell you that your idea totally blows. Like if it's, (laughs) if it's not asked for people automatically are like not into it. So what you're supposed to say, according to this therapist in this girl movie (laughs) is that you say, may I offer you some feedback? And then, of course, they feel like everyone has to say, like, yes, basically to that. Anyway, it's much funnier in the movie. You should watch it. But the point (laughs) of the story is now I use this all the time with my husband. I'll be like, may I offer you some feedback? Because it's a joke. So I'm like, may I offer you some feedback? So it's automatically funny, even though I'm like, why can't you load the dishwasher the right way? May I offer you some feedback? And he's like, "Okay." And I was like, put the plates the same direction. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I brought this up, but here we are. So are you a knife down in the silverware thing or a knife up? Knife down. What are you a sadist? Are you a knife up? No, I'm a knife down because I could fall and like die. Although uh, how likely is that to really happen? I would definitely hurt myself. And also I have like, I have that puppy now, right? And she's like obsessed with the dishwasher. So I have to like do everything I can to keep her away from it. And she would totally like slice her tongue open on that. It could happen. Well, we have really wandered on this topic. Great tips from Netflix (laughs) characters, guys. (laughs) Okay. Um, We talked about a trial period. We talked about asking for volunteers. We talked about being vulnerable. Number four was how to adapt. Adapt. Uh, adapt. Because Be willing to adapt and modify your trial period. I think that was really good because I think a lot of us are like, okay, we're going to try this for 60 days. And then it's like a hard 60 days, right? We're not willing to be like, nope, we might need like, a, we might need 90, right? Or like, this is not working at all. Like, you could potentially scrap it earlier, right? So I think being willing to adapt during that trial period was a good tip and probably a better use of everyone's time and energy, if not for this project, but also for the next one. Love it. 
And then my favorite takeaway, number five, is Chelsea really shared how important it is to be excited for your idea. You have to sell this idea, guys. And spoiler spoiler alert, you are a salesperson in this setting. You are trying to sell someone a new way of doing things. And you know, sales is really a transfer of energy. And you have to come to the table with uber doses of excitement so people can feed off of that. If you try to roll out an idea and you're like, well, I got a new thing I want to show you. I can guarantee you that people are going to pick up on that vibe and they're not going to feel very inspired. But when they see you are so excited, you can carry a lot of the anxiety. Um, you can you can help these people move past that. Just riding on the coattails of your sheer happiness and excitement. Yeah, she was like all jazz hands, like in a bottle situation. Very excited. And I never really thought about that. Like, I usually have to tone it down for most people because they're like, are you going to tell me about some new like technology, social media thing? And so I automatically assume I've got I've got to like drag them along with me. But especially like she said, if you point out why they're going to like it and and when they realize that they're, you know, it benefits them the with them, then I think they'll go along with you. And then it's more fun anyway. I think we can take a, a quote from the movie Dirty Dancing here. Nobody puts baby in the corner. (laughs) You need to get up and dance, girl. You need to get up and share your idea and inspire people and don't be ashamed for it. It's a good thing. Amen. Amen. Well, that was an awesome interview. I would like to have Chelsea back again. Let's do it. Let's check in with her in maybe, I don't know. Let's check in with her a few months and see what she's up to. Yeah, she's got some good ideas. I bet it'll be something cool. Cool. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of I Vet So Hard. Uh, Go ahead and give us a rating if you're into that. We would certainly appreciate it and share our podcast with other veterinary professionals that might be nerdy, such as Caitlin uh, or yourself or myself. And have a great day out there, guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Vet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IVetSoHard.com to download our top five takeaways from this episode. We'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Until then, here's to putting your technology to work for your practice. <laughs>